So welcome everybody to Clippers Media Day. This is basketball. <laughs> Having a full roster, everyone's healthy. Uh, we're gonna run. If our players are healthy, they're gonna play. We're gonna run. Being the first to bring a title to this LA group. the sound of the horn welcome to my favorite clipcast of the year it's media day i'm chris salty about load management co-wild and the new nba rule the clipper rule with me as always is my best bro hd bro d burbank hank henry ditman you know what i've had so much fun at previous media days but i've got two kids and let me tell you something yeah. about having two kids. Once Snakes. one of them gets sick, everybody's getting oh, sick. Oh, house so, gets sick. So I was on the mend, but as you know, I love you, buddy. My broadcast partner, I love you just way too much to bring sickness into the Vivid Seats studios <laughs> post-media oh, day. Seat. So I did so not vivid. go, uh, but I'm so excited to do this Media Day Clipcast and hear all about it, dude. Like, let's get into it. Let's jump in. Feet well, first. I assume that the vast majority of the listeners also did not attend media day. I don't so, know because were there best thousands and, and thousands partner, of were there thousands and thousands of people there in clipcast hats? There weren't. Well, then there probably were no, no people there. Then probably in no clipcast hats. No. Although there were a couple of fans, and one of the fans asked a question. Oh my God! Really? I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think I have audio of that. Oh my God! And it was just did as they identify lame a question the, did they, as the. <laughs> Why As the journalists here? ask, like, <laughs> like the media day, like I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. And for you, the listener and for you, Burbank Hank, I'm going to paint an audio tapestry. Oh, paint and it. I'm trying to give you as much as I can with all the great, sweet clips. Let's go clips. Audio Clip. clips from clips media. Day. Can't wait. Let's go clips. So, but the one question that kept being asked over and over and over again by Tomer Azarli, I believe it was. He kept saying, is this a championship or bust season? He kept saying, is this a championship or bust season? Is this every single player that went up there? Is this a championship Somebody's or bust writing season? An, and someone's the, writing an article. About championships or bust. I mean, that's the Angeles. title. I think the working title is Clippers championship or bust season? Question mark. Sounds like a I will read title. the crap out of the great Tomer Azali's oh, championship him. or bust I love article. Yeah. But the great Brian Seaman, the voice of your Los Angeles Clippers, my Los Angeles Clippers, the voice and face of the TV LA Clippers, asked the question after Norman Powell, I believe, really struggled to try to explain what the in-season tournament is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brian Seaman said, is this a in-season tournament championship or bust season for you? <laughs> no, and it was did great. Not. <laughs> I raised my hand at that point and pointed to the sky because I knew Amazing. he was behind me, and I, and, he, and I knew he he knows what the back of my head looks like. Anyway, sure. I know he knows that that point to the sky was for him. That was the greatest question That's great. by far of media day. Would you say this is a mid-season tournament championship or bust year? <laughs> did Tomer laugh at the jibe that he was handed by Seaman? Did he enjoy it? Everybody laughed. Sure. It was a great laugh. Great and speaking gag. of laughs, we have a confirmed Kawhi Leonard Media Day laugh. Oh, come on now. This is basketball. <laughs> I'm a two-way player. And I posted on at LA Quipcast, at LA Clipcast. It's not Twitter. It's X, whatever the hell it's called. Ugh. I posted a picture of Kawhi Leonard looking 
absolutely miserable to be there. He just looked miserable. He had his hand in his face. He was leaning on the table. You know from years past it was always PG and Kawhi together. Yes. Correct, Hank? Yes. Certainly well, at least guess once. guess what, pal? Separate. Separate. And guess what the order was. Okay, I'm going to tell you the order of the first three, and then I want you to tell me who you think went next, okay? Okay. So, Kawhi Leonard. Okay, the first guy up there is Coach Ty Lue. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now we can really hit the ground running. You know, the biggest thing for us has been health over the last couple of years. But with everybody being healthy, we, we still have the same defensive schemes. I'm um, offensive. We can continue to add. But having Russ, Mace, uh, KJ, Bones, you know, in a in a full season, full training camp, I think it's going to help us out tremendously. So. I'm just excited just to get started, get going. But, like, having the same guys for an extended period of time really helps you out in the long haul. Coach Ty Lue, I think he's great. He led this group the furthest they've ever been to the Western Conference Finals, to the Final Four his first year as coach. He's been shackled and burdened by injuries. It's all about when the first the first start of media day was all about health, 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 and it was just exhausting. So Ty Lue was talking about he hasn't had health. So he went up first. Next up is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard gets asked a question about the new rule, the NBA player regulation where they want the top 50 stars to play more games, and he genuinely claims that he doesn't know what this rule is or what this – journalist was talking about he says i have no idea what the what the rule is can you t-? and she didn't know and she was just like uh, I, i'm sorry i asked a question i'll ask you another question is that okay by that point he's upset we've gotten a lot of flack for you know load management and just you know only resting certain players you know in certain situations so uh just would love to hear your thoughts on that um i just don't know the policy like uh what is the policy, man? Just okay. I'm going to ask you a different question, if that's okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Cool. No, it's totally okay. Yeah, and Kawhi's quote, I believe, was, no league policy helping me play more. That was his exact right. quote. No league policy is helping me to play more games. He's not having it. Which basically, in layman's terms, is I'm going to play when I want. Yeah. And I'm going to not play when I don't want. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm not a guy that's sitting down because um doing a load management like well my when i was with the raptors it was different like i was coming from an injury and you have to know the details of a doctor um but if the league is seeing or trying to mock what i did with the raptors then they should stop because i was injured during that whole year um but other than that if i'm able to play i'll play basketball um you know i'll work out every day in the summertime to play the game not to sit and watch people play um, no, I'm not out there just walking around. I play both ends of the floor. I see the best players on both ends every night. Either I'm guarding the best player or the best players guarding me. So I'm Kawhi Leonard, two-time NBA Finals MVP. I do what I do. P.S. Load management worked in Toronto. Why don't you go ask the Canadians? They got a they like oh, they got a they got a trophy and a ring and a banner. They got those three things. Do you think? Let me ask you this. I believe he played 60 regular season games. Do you think that Raptor Nation is upset about those 22 missed regular season games? No, I don't. Games? And by the way, he has not played more than 60 regular season games any season since. since. Well, there was one season he played a grand total of zero games. Well, that's not 60. That ain't 60. So that's I'm not great actually at, just that last digit of 60. I'm not zero. great at math, but that part I do know. 
not more. But than you six. are great looking. So why would you have to learn math? Why would I? I'm so handsome. Exactly, handsome and beautiful people shouldn't have to know numbers. Fact. Well, that is just right, a, that's so. as obvious as one plus one equals three. Oh, you devil! You are just too <laughs> handsome, and that's the answer. One plus one equals two handsome. All right, so. Last the order of the speakers. Day. You asked me what the order of the speakers was. You're going to quiz Yeah, me. so it was Ty Lue. Yeah. Okay, solo. Then Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Solo. Then up next solo was, do you know? Well, I feel like the obvious answer is Paul George, but I feel like if you're asking me this, it must have been <clears throat> Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, the leader of the Came team, up. the point guard. The vocal leader of the team. We're going to yeah. get way into that oh, later I want in the show. To. I want to. We will. We, we absolutely will, because that, other than health, 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 we need to be healthy. We're the best squad when healthy. We just got to stay healthy, which was the the number two focal point for today's media day. The number one focal point for today's media day was Russell Westbrook is for real. That's all I can tell you. We're going to run. <laughs> We're going to go. He's a real deal. They're all, he's I the vocal them. leader that we need. And we're going to get back to that. Next up. Solo, obviously. Who is it? Kawhi, then Russ, then? Paul George. With a special guest, his son, who was eating a lollipop. And Paul George is excited because his son, who's like, I don't know, two, is all about sports, sports, sports. He said his two older daughters, who he loves, they're the bee's knees. He loves them. They're just super girly, and they don't give a rat's petunias about sports. But his son, oh, that's a legacy, right? eating a lollipop you know he's my youngest of three um and for me it's, it's now a legacy um you know obviously my girls are girls um they're not as sporty uh which i gotta live with but uh you know the good thing and the beauty about having a boy he's all about sports and so for me it's you know continuing on the legacy of you know hopefully the older he gets the more he understands you know how my impact in basketball has been in sports in general in my life and um you know just being able to share that with now so um, when i step on the court you know i know who i'm playing for and uh, you know what impact i'm making so paul george was up there with his kid okay so up next is a pair and there's just absolutely no way you're going to get this right so it's tyloo solo then it's Kawhi leonard solo russell westbrook solo paul george solo then it's a pair of guys okay yeah. I will give you one hint. It's a pair of guys. Yeah. One of them is a SoCal native. It's a SoCal native? Yeah. And oft-forgotten SoCal native. Everybody talks about Russell. Was it Norm Powell and Rocco? Oh, half right. It was Norman Powell. Norman Powell and Terrence Mann? Nope. Norman Powell and Vita Zubats. Was it Norman Powell and Joshua Primo's genitalia? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a family show. Thank God. Hey, by the way, allegedly, we got Josh Primo on the show. Allegedly. It's an, it's an, no, not allegedly. Oh, 100% gosh. factually. But we can't really Josh sign Primo, him. We really can't sign him. Come on. Yes, we can. And he is a sneaky good pickup. He's going to be a great second chance clipper. I'm going to talk about that more in the show as well. But Josh Primo, by the way, he likes to take pictures, inappropriate pictures. Hey, guess what? It's an audio-only format here on Clipcast. Come on the show. Whip it out. No one can see <laughs> no, it. No, disagree. <laughs> it's not okay. 
So you'd have no idea who Norman Powell went up with. I'm going to tell you, Mason Plumlee. Oh, my the gosh. Are they, best, are, they, are they best buds now? Uh, I think it's big time. You know, uh, somebody that can actually uh, challenge Zoo um, and uh, <laughs> give Zoo a bunch of different looks. Um, you know, Mace has a, a, a very versatile uh, skill set. You know, he's not just a traditional big. You've seen, seen him uh, pushing the pace, you know, getting rebounds and not having to wait for the outlet. He's pushing the ball up the floor and able to hit guys in strides and where they, they like him. And then you can put him in a bunch of different um, areas and positions um, offensively um, for him to make plays for others, make plays for himself. Um, he's, a, he's a threat in multiple ways. He can step out and shoot 15, 17-footers, threes threes as well. Yeah, you're going to see the three ball now. Corner three mace, and that's just going to be his nickname. But I think, I think the rationale behind that was, and I love this, by the way, here's our sixth man of the year, Norm Powell, who desperately wants to be an all-star, and here's our backup big, Mason Plumlee. So here is the heart of the bench, and I think that's why they went up. And, and the Clippers are uniquely – an interesting franchise that we've got the most sixth men of the year by leaps and bounds out of the past dozen years. You know, Jamal Crawford won it a couple of times. Lou Williams won it a couple of times. Montrez Harrell won it once. That's like five out of the last 10 years we've had the sixth man of the year. So we love a good bench. And so that was the that was the fourth player or group of players to go up. It was Kawhi, then it was Russ, then it was PG, and then it was Stormin' Norman Powell and Mason Plumley. Oh, cool I like it. Were they fun together? Are they seem like they're buddy buddy? I, 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 you know, because look, they don't let us in the locker room anymore, which is a huge red flag. That's a huge misstep. That's a huge stub toe of the Clipper organization. Feel free to reach out at LA Clippers and say, get the guys back in the locker room. My God. But I haven't really talked a lot to Mason Plumley because he only played about 20 games for us last season. He was a fascinating dude. He reminded me of like he just came off the set of Yellowstone. He was very Clint Eastwoody or like oh, Kevin Costner. He was like he there was a there was a bit of like a dry drawl to him. And he, I, I really was imp- impressed with Mason Plumley. I truly didn't hold anything back coming in last year, but to your point, like having having a training camp, having a full, um, you know, I think maybe from a staff perspective, there you can only put in so much with four new rotational guys, right? So maybe maybe they held back a little bit. Um, I don't want to speak for them, but, but yeah, I mean, just having in-season moves are tough for anybody. It's tough for, you know, the, the players that are there, the ones coming in, the staff to, to, to integrate them. So, yeah, I just think, like, you know, to me, it's an underrated move to, to bring the continuity back coming into this season. And, um, you know, I applaud the front office and, and, and the decision makers in, in that effort. So. Remember when he came, he had a big black eye. He got a big shine. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'll tell you something. This team is a hell of a lot better off this year for Media Day than we were last year for Media Day. We were all excited about getting Kawhi Leonard back. And then what does he do? As soon as he sits on the podium with Paul George, he says, well, it's a two-year recovery process. And you're like, oh, that what? that was like a punch in the face. Remember that? We did Remember? not know that. We thought we were going to know that. We were like, how many weeks? And he was like, oh, psych. Yeah. He knocked the wind out of our Clipper ship's multi sailed vessel. He knocked we, the wind out of our Clipper sails. We were looking for We would have taken boat. A Clipper is a boat. And and we were like, it's what? Not a boat, and he was by right, the way, by the way. Ship. So it's there. a ship. It's a multi sailed vessel. Boat. He 
was right. It did take two years. Yeah. So he had that ACL or whatever it was. And then he had a, to- a torn meniscus. By the way, n- easy fix. He's he's 100% ready to go. Did not say this is year three of a three-year long injury heal-up. So Great. I- I'm actually much, much more psyched after this year's media day than I was last year. So not only do we have a healthy Kawhi Leonard not saying, oh, this is part year, year two of a two-year heel job. We got a healthy Kawhi. We got a healthy Paul George. We got Russell Westbrook, finally a vocal leader that we're going to expand upon. And something we didn't have last year, and we sorely needed a backup big. Oh, boy. And Mason Plumlee could start him. for most teams. I love, uh, him. We lo- I love him. He's great. Up next, another tandem. Can you guess who that tandem is? And you've named both players in previous guesses. Oh, so it's Coving. Well, now wait a second. Were Zubats and Batum still out of the country or were they at this media event? Zubats and Batum at Media Day. Both at so it was the Zubat, table, it was Zubat, at the podium. It was Zubats and Terrence Mann. Yes, sir. Love them. Fan, fav- uh, fan favorite Terrence Mann. And Ibiza oh. Zubats was also there. Terrence Mann. By the way, I love Zubats, but like I don't. People hate on him so hard. Zubats, I love him. No, no, no. I just I, I agree to disagree with those haters because he is the best. He's great. I actually asked both of them a question. Let's take a listen to it right now. Hey, Chris Wild Clipcast. Uh, you guys have both played only professionally for the home team in Los Angeles. T, obviously, you've been always a Clipper. Zoo, you've been a Clipper, and then you played for the L word. So coming up, this is the last season where you guys are playing for the home team in Staples and crypto. Is there any nostalgia looking forward to this last season? And how excited are you to get into the dome? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know about Zoo, but I'm excited to be able to, you know, be somewhere new. Um, hopefully get treated better by the, the staff in the new place than in the, in the Staples or the crypto because uh, they're all Lakers fans or at least 90% of them. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for great vibes in the new spot. Great vibes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what he's talking about staff. I think they like me, but uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I played like, for the like, Lakers yeah. though before, so that might be a reason. But uh, I think it's going to be uh, good for us for, to have something that we call, can call our own and uh, – I think it's going to be the best arena in the NBA. It's going to be fun to play and uh, in that kind of arena to have all those resources. And uh, hopefully our we're not going to have a lot of noon games on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, hopefully we'll get a better schedule. And uh, having those resources, playing the best arena in the NBA, that's going to be fun. Oh, my God. This is exactly what we suspected. This is exactly what we suspected. This is what our players have to endure <laughs> in the stadium is that even right. the employees are nasty to them. Hey, newsflash. Yes. The Lakers are not the owners of the crypto crypt. They're not. They're not even the number no. one tenants. They no, also the rent. They yeah. also rent. It is a hockey arena. Hockey shitbox. But like it's it's even worse to hear that our players have that kind of feeling. We we feel it from the well, employees nobody hates as Zubats, fans. Apparently, nobody hates Zubats, according to Zubats. Oh, he just they is, all love Zubats. I find it so I find it so interesting <laughs> and fascinating too that Zubats and Terrence Mann are the same age. Oh, that is fascinating. Both I did not 26. know that until you just told me that. They're both wow, twenty six. That is cool. Yeah, that is super cool. Uh, Terrence Mann had a mouthful to say about NBA Twitter, 
And I guess we're just going to let the SH bombs fly because he does play at the hockey shit box. So he should be able to say shit, I guess, because he just unleashed a whole shit storm on NBA Twitter. Hank, take a listen. NBA Twitter, social media sucks. <laughs> it's shit. Um, like misery loves company. Everybody's on there talking bad about people, talking shit on people. It sucks. So I don't really go on there and I don't really check it. Um, yeah, I mean, I learned from my vets. You know, they told me they don't go on there, they don't check it, and their mental seems pretty good, so I do the same. I follow suit, but I think it sucks and it's shit. They just, I mean, how many trades you see on there? How many, that never happens. Everybody say Dame's going to Miami. Did he go to Miami? No, like, you don't know what the hell's going on, so I think it's just shitty. That's how I honestly feel. I mean, I agree. Terrence Mann is <laughs> dropping facts, man. It's garbage. And and by the way, and by the way, when I just finished saying there's all these yeah. Zubots haters, where do right. you think I'm experiencing them? NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter. You're absolutely right. And Zoo said he's like they they forget the good game you had two games ago. All they remember is what you just did, and they hate on you, and they. It's it, also just a supremely it's also just a supremely negative place. They're like as you know Chris Kowild and I are working actors. Um I'm guessing Absolutely. I'm guessing we've done 250 national television commercials between the two of us or something crazy like that. Do you know how I introduce yeah. myself? Striking Netflix movie star Chris Kowild. I love it. But That's I, how I like I, I, I recently there is a progressive commercial one of those where they throw the red re replay flag. Um, where right. two African-American ladies are getting into an argument and the daughter calls the mom out and you throw the red flag and the replay guy comes running in and I'm the replay guy. And you're the replay and guy. And I went and watched, I went to and to X or Twitter or whatever to look to find uh -oh. it, to see if it had been mentioned. Uh-oh. And I ran into the director a week later and he said, uh -oh. hey man, the commercial turned out great. I said, I know it turned out great because I uh -oh. went on Twitter and every comment was positive. And he went, oh. he went, what? On Twitter? <laughs> what? He, 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 he won. Like, it, you, you cannot find a single thing that people are not going to bag I on. I did a Hampton by Hilton commercial, and I I searched X like to see if anyone was talking about it. And some lady said, do better, Hampton by I Hilton. I mean, it's a funny, come on. <laughs> it doesn't, it's advertising. But I think it was because the dad in the commercial was, distractingly handsome and all you want is his room key and to get him up in his room at the Hampton by Hilton and do the homemade waffle iron in his pants. Watch out. Hold on. All right. So. All right, Chris Primo. Guess what? What? Only one more speaker at the podium. And in years past, they had everybody go up. Oh. I know. Who do you think that final speaker at the podium was? Burbank Hank. Well, I've asked you already if he was in the country. Was it Nicholas Batum? Ah, uh, oh, I love it. We, did people we ask? Did people ask him about it, about it being his final season? They did, and it was the first question out of the gate. It was basically like, "Hey, bro," or excuse me, in French, it was "Hey, frère." Pretty sure frère is <laughs> French for brother. So your wife goes on and says, "This is your last season," and Batum just starts shaking his head. It's and not. he's like, he, well, he hasn't announced it, but obviously, if the wifey is on there tweeting about it, I don't know. Unless he pull, unless he pulls a Tom Brady and changes his mind, what if the Clippers win the chip or get to the finals? He won't retire. Well, I, I think, mean, he is thirty four. That's not nothing. 
he's this is I believe it's his 16th year and my guess Hank because a lot of people were saying are you going to play in the Olympics in Paris and that was the one question you know well, I you should have, have asked to, though you have play. to but it seemed to me it's first of all Kawhi Leonard said he wants to play for the Olympics in Paris next oh, year oh I know it it's going to be so awesome when he plays every other game during the Olympics <laughs> I'll play in the bronze match and the gold match, but I will miss the silver match and whatever is before that one. All right, so I think Nico Batum, this is his final season, and then I think hopefully he wins the chip with the Clips and then goes and plays for Team France as his final. He retires you know, at the Olympics yes, in his where he's home a knight, country. Where he's a silver medalist French knight, a, a literal hero for the great nation of France who helped us out in the American Revolution, by the way. Don't sleep on the fact that without Nico Batum, we would be speaking with British accents right now, Governor. <laughs> okay. I'm too handsome to understand history. Okay, so. it's <laughs> a great bit. Nico, earlier this summer, there was a tweet that allegedly came from your wife about this being your last year in the NBA. Is that fake? True? <laughs> I don't know if it's fake, but, uh, you know, it is my last year of my contract. It's my 16 years, so we'll see that happen at the end of the season. You know, I think I've done a lot in the NBA. We try to focus on this season, and we see what happens after the season. Maybe I'm going to stay, maybe not. I don't know yet, but, yeah, you know, I just like thinking about, like, what I what I got left. What, I, what, I, what, I, what I'm thinking right now is I'm just ready for this year really like i'm pumped for this year i'm really excited for this year to get everything i have for for this franchise that's for sure because we have a big run we got a big goal like like a lot of teams we have big goals and really 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 like ready to to achieve that goal to have then we see what happened the other season we see what happened that was it and in years past now i understand why Actually, I don't understand. Where was everybody else? Where was Busy Bones Highland? Where was KJ? Where was Kenyon Martin Jr.? Well, several like, of them were... are on several of them are on the trade block trying to work out a deal to get James Harden here. What and is, I just okay. and so let's should we transition now to conversations about James Harden and whether or not we want to try to make a move for him? Or do you have you want well, to go Yeah, but but before I let you do that, do you do you think that's what that was. No. Here's the guys. Well, I kind of, I kind of disagree then because I think basically why we didn't see Brandon Boston Jr. up there on the podium is because maybe we trade to or get maybe, James Harden and or he's maybe part of the package. Or maybe it's because who cares? Maybe it's because Brandon Boston is not a marquee player. He's 21 years old. No, no. Marcus Morris, Hank. Oh, bro. Dude, that's who they want to get rid of the most. He stopped following the Clippers on Instagram. He stopped following no them. No Brandon Boston Jr., no Marcus Morris. I mean, the laundry list of like, how many guys I sent you that list of the of the guys on the summer on the on the on the training camp roster, right? You got that list I sent you? Yes. The training camp roster. There's over 15 guys, okay? So, we all know an NBA Teams got 15 guys, and except for it's a little fudgy because you get two two-way players, so really it's 16 or whatever the hell it is. But Amir Coffey did not speak. Brandon Boston Jr. did not speak. Marcus Morris Sr. did not speak. The new guy uh, obviously didn't speak. He's a PR nightmare. What's his name, the new guy? Primo. Come on the show. J- Josh What's Primo. Josh Primo. But the rookies, we got a Jordan and a Kobe. Didn't speak. Didn't speak. 
Kenyon Martin Jr. didn't speak. And, and I'm telling you, I personally think that those guys we saw, let's tick them off, that actually spoke. It was Kawhi, Russ, Paul George, Norm, and Mason. And Nick Zoo Batum. and Mann. Yeah. Nico Batum. That's eight great guys. Untouchable. Take your best eight and untouchable. make a run. Untouchable. I think those guys are untouchable. They are. And I think everyone else on that list that you have in front of you is very movable. Movable yeah. pieces. Thank you for not saying very touchable. Well, not in front of Ringo or whatever. That's good. What's this new guy's name again? Primo. It's best you don't learn it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a sneaky good pickup. Uh, he was 12th pick overall. The Clippers are a great second chance team. Look at Nicholas. I know. Couture. And Harvey Weinstein. Jackson. And it's going to be awesome when Harvey Weinstein is our equipment manager. Oh, stop it. You have to stop. <laughs> You have to, come on now. That's too much. It's too far. We're talking about some dick pics it's here, friends. It's a dick pic. <laughs> no, it's not. Apparently, it's him exposing himself to some employees. That's my understanding of what it was. Okay, I have it. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking of another guy that was not on the podium, who's clearly on the trade block, and I have some grade A quality Clipper Nation dirt Ooh. that Clippers Nation wants to hear. I want and I'm it. about to spill it. Give me. All right now. Spill the tea. Bob... Covington. You know him. You love him. Sure. Robert Covington. I put my ear to the ground. I listened to top, 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 top people behind the scenes today at Media Day, and I learned. I finally learned why Robert Covington doesn't play more minutes. Oh, my gosh. Tell me. So Ty Lu said in the opening, when he, when he, when he spoke to the press— he even mentioned Bob by name. I believe he misspoke and called him Robert Covington. No, excuse me, Rocco, which is not the man's nickname. His nickname is Bob Covington. Anyway, he said, you know, uh, you know, guys need to get more minutes. It's probably on me, but Robert Covington could have gotten more minutes. That's my fault. He literally said that. Our one goal is, like you said, to win a championship. And we have a lot of talent on this team, and so everybody can play. And so it's my job as a head coach is to let guys know, keep the communication. And guys are still not going to be happy if they're not playing because, you know, a lot of guys do deserve to play. Um, for instance, you know, Covington last year, you know, Rocco deserved to play a little bit more. And that's, you know, my fault, you know, that I didn't really give him a, a strong opportunity. But when you have so much talent and so much depth, it's, it's hard to play everyone. And so our guys have to understand that. Um, they don't have to be great with it because they're competitors. But you also have to make sure that you're doing everything as far as the team goes to being, you know, going in the right direction. And so... Um, it's going to be a tough situation, but it's part of the game. He specifically picked him out by name. Not anyone else, just Robert Covington. I, he could have gotten more minutes. That's on me. But I found out the reason why oh my gosh, Robert you're... Covington doesn't get the minutes, Hank. Why? Because he doesn't listen on defense. What? And let me expand on that. <laughs> so... That's what I said. Doesn't listen on defense. What? He doesn't. He is out there. When he's out there, because, you know, he had that NBA most deflections, most, you know, he he has blocks and and batted away passes. He had the most, he had the busiest hands in a good way of the NBA defensively. He got the most deflections. He, he He was the biggest disruptor when he was with, I guess, Portland or whoever the hell he came from. Yeah. He doesn't. He's out there playing defensive hero ball, and he's not listening, and he's not part of the defensive team scheme, and he's literally getting. From what I understand, the reason he's not getting in the getting the minutes is because defensively he's actually 
getting in the way because he's not in the right place ever. Whoa, who said that? I'm not saying I can't oh. reveal my source. Oh. I cannot reveal my source. Oh, okay, great. I love but that. his name rhymes with lie too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> his 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 name rhymes with lead moach hi who. <laughs> anyway, no, Ty Lu did not tell me that. But I heard it from a very high, 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 high up source. I'm just a, I'm just a fly on the wall at these things. But the reason Bob Covington is not getting minutes, he doesn't listen on defense. He doesn't play good. T- it's not that he, he's a great defender, but he's out there playing like hero defender. And meanwhile, it, when he's doing that, the other four guys don't know what the hell to do because he's out on his own playing. He, we're, we're so used to hero ball ISO on offense, right? That's basically what he's doing defensively. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and, All right, and now it kind of makes sense. Sure. I'm glad there's a reason because that's really the thing. We haven't been able to figure out what the reason is. Now we know. And now we know he doesn't listen on defense. He's not doing the defensive schemes that coach is telling him to do. And that is why he's not getting the minutes, folks. Oh, man. Nobody else is telling you this, guys. God, it's a bummer. No it's a bummer other for Roko. podcast knows this. Will he turn now it, everybody knows. Will he turn it it's around. out there, boys. Will he turn it around? I don't know. We might find, we might not know we may not know until October eighth. What's the new guy's name again? You don't want me to learn his name? Josh Primo. Now I know it by it's heart. It's out there. It's out there like a Josh Primo photo. It's just out there for everybody to see now. Oh boy. <laughs> we're gonna find out oh if he plays. If he boy. plays, if he plays on the eighth, maybe we're gonna start to see if he's gonna get some minutes. Well, here's the good news, folks. My big takeaway from Clippers Media Day is twofold. One. Russell Westbrook, let's talk about it. He's the vocal leader that we have never had. In the past, our vocal leader was Pat Bev. With all due respect to Pat Bev, who is one of, if not my favorite Clipper all time, he didn't have the stuff offensively. He was a big talker. He was a big vocal leader, but he didn't have the stuff offensively. He was an irritant. Yes. And Russell Westbrook is not that. No. No. Russell Westbrook is a bright beam of sunshine, and he motivates every guy from 1 to 15 to get out there and work because this guy in year whatever the hell it is, who is one of the top 75 players all time, who is a former league MVP, who is Russell Flippin' Westbrook, is out there working his ass off every single day and talking to guys happy getting people smiling getting people getting people iphones he set up a mini camp and everybody except for nico batum and zubats who are not available because they are out of the country the only person who wasn't out of the country who did not attend was marcus morris senior and russell westbrook bought everybody brand new iphone 15s he's been great you know taking us out in vegas was um you know i haven't had a teammate do something like that before so that was really unique um but I, I think every every group looking to do to do something significant needs a voice, needs a leader, um, and not just from the staff or the front office. I think having an internal one is is really important. Yeah, and I think um, you know having somebody like Russ. You know, I've been with Wide when we won the championship in Toronto, um, and you know Wide is not the most vocal. You know, he shows by his approach and um, his play. Uh, by having a guy like Kyle Lowry on the team, uh, having a guy like Fred VanVleet on the team. Um, that's vocal um, and unapolog- unapologetically them um, <laughs> is uh, really important. You know, um, his, his 
approach, um, his personality, um, and his competitive drive um, really rubbed off on the team. Um, and you saw that from day one when he stepped into um, the facility. You know, um, his approach with everybody um, and to know, within the organization. You know, it didn't matter if you're a player, if you're um, working in the behind the scenes. Um, the day-to-day -day things that you know nobody sees you know he's um interacting with everybody making everybody feel important and special um and you need that you know um, he's a guy that's gonna say what's on his mind and he's gonna hold everybody accountable and hold everybody up um so i think uh uh t lou and the organization allowing him to be him uh was the best thing for us you know and we saw that and so i think everybody's excited to have him around and um, have him uh, bring that that Hall of Fame, um, one of the greatest players to ever pick up basketball mindset uh, to the organization. I think it's going to elevate us um, throughout the course of the year because 82 games is a long season. You're going to have ups and downs, but to have somebody who's seen Russ throughout the course of this year, good games, bad games, 0 for 11, 18 for 25, it doesn't matter what it is, he's still him, and um, he still has that same mentality, and that was, that's what we need um, on this team. Mason Plumlee said he's never had a teammate do anything like that with him before. He's never it's had a teammate. It's the sort of and, and thing that quarter, NFL quarterbacks do for their offensive line is buy them all watches. Westbrook. I mean, he's Russell a great Westbrook leader. And I love Paul George. I love Paul George. I love Kawhi Leonard. But they are not high-energy guys. They're cool. They're so yep. cool. They let their game play for themselves. They don't get fired up. They don't get angry. Right. They don't get aggressive. And frankly... Some of the greatest NBA players of our lifetime in the history of the sport, the greatest leaders are hot and talk and yell and lead. Right. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. They, like, these are these. Right. Uh, all of them, all of them, all of them. Well, like, Michael Dame, Jordan, I'm look, Kobe like, Bryant. Just looking at the position of point guard, Dame oh, yeah. Lillard, Steph Curry. These are guys who lead their team. They, they don't well, play about Michael cool. Jordan and, Kobe and these guys Bryant. are so passive. Ka Kawhi oh, yeah. Leonard and Paul George are so passive, and I love them for it, but they're never going to rally the troops. They're no, going to quietly no. walk, and then while the other guys are trying to get all fired up, they're going to go, yes, I also am playing basketball with you. Like, it's just not <laughs> – you need a fired-up leader, and it helps even right. more when your fired-up leader is the one running the offense. So it, so it actually works that Russell Westbrook is our number three, but he's our leader because he's our point guard. Right. He's the one. It makes sense. I get what you're saying where he's number three. He's the number three option. Number three totally option. But yeah. he's the one. And he's so, the point guard. And, Absolutely. and so to that end, as far as us trying to bring in other people, and you, you, I have been very vocal to you that I wanted James Harden. But speaking of media day, he did not show up for Sixers media day. Oh, yeah. He's a headache. And that is a huge. Now, no one would have expected him to, I suppose. He's been very right. clear he wants to be traded. To the Clippers specifically. But, but I also believe him to be the kind of player that when things are not going great, he becomes a problem. And makes things exponentially worse. Oh my gosh, yes. He's yeah. not what I would call a great locker room guy. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, obviously two of the greatest ever. Michael Jordan being the greatest and Kobe Bryant definitely being top 25 without argument. They were vocal guys, in-your-face guys, but they weren't necessarily positive like Kobe Bryant would go and take the team out to dinner and then sit at a different table. Yeah, like Michael Jordan, I think, punched Steve Kerr. Yeah, but <laughs> so see, but see, this is but this is generational, right? We've talked different about generation. This. We've talked I about know. we've talked about this because DeAndre Jordan coming and playing. Remember when DeAndre Jordan left the Clippers and they talked him back? 
Um, right. And also when Dwight Howard came and played um, with Kobe Bryant, yes. this was the first time that we started to see young multimillionaires looking at their veteran player, the captain of the team, and right. saying, man, I'm a multimillionaire and I'm trying to have fun playing this game. I don't want to be yelled at for you by you. Whereas yeah. our generation was brought up being yelled at by many of us, our dads, our pastors, Teacher. our coaches, teachers. our teachers, yep. the captain. Leaders, That's what we all responded to. We all watched the crossing guard, war, war movies cops, and all this stuff. That was the way you old led. Old ladies on the corner. Right? So this is a new- Dogs. G- it's, it's Dogs also, would yell at me. Like, if you have kids right now, you know, there's this whole thing of like gentle parenting. We're talking Participation to kids. Participation trophy. We're not, no, but it's not, but it's not that. Like, I don't, we're not, I don't want to- No, I know. This. No, no, I know. No, like, no, I know. Like, it is also Mental like- health. Being kind Mental to- Mental health. Being kind to people yeah. can actually get For great sure. results from them. So, 100%. So in the case of, you know, Dwight Howard and, and DeAndre Jordan, they didn't want any part of it. But Russell Westbrook, perhaps, is a little bit more of a generation of people that Let's is maybe see. more interested in having a positive experience. I mean, he's it's not like he's 20. He's 34. Well, here we go. Let's see if nice guys sometimes finish first. We're going to find out. And Man, he had, some, he had some games. Sorry to interrupt you, but he had some games no. at the end of the season. Yeah. When he is smart about his shot selection and he's not being handed the ball at the three um, – on the wrong side in traffic and all of this, Russell Westbrook can be a shooting point guard. He certainly sure. can be a drive the lane scoring point scoring guard. scoring point guard, point guard for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I I actually think he's going to have a great season. And you like you also have to keep like how many games did we have him for last season? Not very many, and he was very impactful. And he convinced the guys, even though we. Got gentlemanly swept. We won game one in the playoffs. And then, of course, we lost four in a row. But we were in every single one of those losses because of Russell Westbrook, who basically led all stats in the playoffs for the Clippers. And he got the guys believing. And that was coming in late, you know? And hats off, by the way, to Paul George specifically. Because, yes, he is not a vocal leader, but he does have a podcast. And he does speak. And he did openly campaign for Russell Westbrook, who, when he played alongside him, arguably PG had the best season of his career. He openly campaigned for Russ, got Kawhi on board, and now all of a sudden Kawhi and PG are telling the front office, who, by the way, was seeing what was happening down the hall with the L word. It was not a good fit for Russ and the L word. And they maybe didn't think it would be a good fit for them, but they listened to the one time Paul George and Kawhi Leonard finally got vocal and said, we need this guy. They gave them this guy. And here we go. My takeaway from this media day is Russell Westbrook is feeling good and he's helping this team. And I talked to Burbank Hank. He's telling me Russell Westbrook is like an NFL quarterback. He's taking guys on trips. He's giving them gifts. He's building their confidence. He's the vocal leader that we have not ever had chris paul was not it chris paul was an irritant you go back into the day you got to go back to sam cassell to get a vocal leader in my 20 plus years being a clipper fan elton brand wasn't vocal so here we are we've got him my big takeaway from this media day is russell westbrook is for real this team is better off this year than they were last year and another one just hats off to mason plumley 
a real legit backup big. We got a real backup big. And how does that help? Obviously, Zoo can sit and we're not in the weeds without a real big, which is where we were at the beginning for the first 60 games last season. But also now at practice, Zoo is going up against a NBA starting caliber center in Mason Plum Dog Millionaire. Yeah. And is making Zubats that much better. So Zoo is going to be better because of it. The team is going to be better because of Mason Plumley, And ladies and gentlemen, Brody, Russell Westbrook, hometown hero. That guy was the happiest guy at Media Day. Happier than 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 Farbot, who up until last year was the happiest guy at Media Day. And 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 now Russell Westbrook's the happiest guy at Media Day. And he made he made Farbod look like Eeyore, like a rain cloud. Farbod was missing his tail. I had to go help him find it, Hank. Well, I think that the other factor that it did not come through, and it, this is, I'm sure we'll do a season preview cast or even a cast after after a couple of preseason games. Our first preseason game is October 8th. Um, they're playing in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Another very, and then in Seattle after that. A really exciting thing for us to watch is this new acquisition that we made to get Kenyon Martin Jr. Because yes. Kenyon Martin Jr., Jr.'s great greatest ability is availability. Oh, uh, you love it. How many games do you think he missed in the regular season last season? Five? Zero. Ten? Oh, I love it. He played 82 games, buddy. Ugh. We need it. And Russ, same thing with Russ. 82 I'm sure games. Russ was there for at least he's for start. 82. He's going to start for us. He averaged 12 points, five rebounds, one and a half assists a game. His field goal percentage yep. was close to 60%. He shot 57%. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like this pickup. I think we got him for picks. Um, and I'm really so excited. So you think Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to, KJ Martin is going to start at the four? I no, wonder if three. it's going to be Batum. Or possibly man. I th- well, I think here we go. Here's our starting five. Russ at the one, okay? PG at the two. Kawhi at the three. You say Kenyon Martin Jr. at the four or swap him and Kawhi three, swap four, em. what have you. Swap him. And then obviously Zubats at the five. So we know it's Russ, PG, Kawhi, and Zoo. We know it. No, I, yeah, Who it's, will it's be that be, fifth starter? It's going to be... Oh, I think that it's going to be Russ. Batum, man, Russ, or Martin. It's going to be Russ, Paul George, yeah, one, two, Kmart Jr., Kawhi in the power forward, and Zoo. And Zoo. And Zoo. I think that Kawhi's in the four. Okay. And then, and well, then we'll really see. the only – then really for me, the only stumbling block is – or maybe not stumbling block, the only room for improvement on that um, because then what does that make our backups? It's – I mean, does is Mason Ma- Plumley is backing sure, up? Sure, sure, sure. And then Norman Powell Norman is Powell, back, and then Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, and then and, Roco. Who then? Roco and Marcus Morris are our forwards. I don't. I mean, I don't know if Marcus Morris gets another minute as a Clipper. We'll, well find it's out. It's got to be somebody. So these are going to be oh, some yeah. fun questions that we're going to figure out as we go into the preseason, and it starts Sunday. <laughs> in Hawaii, where the Clippers are drinking Mai Tai Lu's. Do you, do you see what I did there? I Mai really like Tai Lu's. You would know. I bet you, you could do a, a thousand tiki drink puns because you love tiki bars now. 
I really want to join them in Hawaii one year. I deserve it. I really want to do Aloha cast with the Clippers. Oh, man, I am jealous of Brian Seaman and the Los Angeles Clippers right now. Fratello back, Jim Jackson back, Brian Seaman back. Excited to hear our new radio announcer, Carlo Adam Osland, is back. Clipcast is back. We have got so many returning heroes on your Clipper roster. We have got guys who are coming back, playing together, guys who came over during the trade deadline, who got something to prove. Here we go. We're under the radar. That's the best place for the Clippers to be, is forgotten. And we go out and we make a name for ourselves. Let's win that NBA Cup. Let's get another December to remember. And let's be back for more ClipCast next time, Hank. Why don't you go ahead and... You know what? You got some sickness. You, maybe you shouldn't sound. Ah! sound, sound. Ah! There you go.